You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed, episode 43, Crystal, Crystal's Cigar Connect. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. Like I said, thank you so much for for jumping on. I uh, I've always seen you around the industry, especially at trade shows, and I, I thought you probably have a pretty cool story to tell. And Great. since I've started doing this stuff, uh, I thought, why not use this uh, occasion when I'm working from home a little bit more than usual um, to kind of talk to different people like you, who I haven't had the chance to really speak to at a trade show um, I- or out and about. So. I'm looking forward to kind of hearing more of your story and uh, kind of picking your brain about what it is uh, we all do, which is cigars in some way. Um. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Our, our industry has changed so much since all of this has happened with, and people are getting more involved and, you know, cause I get asked that all the time. How do you get involved in this industry? And now with all of this type of thing, people can, you know, do some rather creative stuff, which is great. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I like too, is that you think before COVID, I mean, we had all these tools, but we had no desire really to use them because right. we're all used to traveling, going into a store, going to a trade show, going to a big event, and that was it. And now since we don't have that, these kind of things are important to kind of keep in touch and like you say, get to know different people in the industry. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, so how did you get started in the cigar industry? Uh, Well, 15 years ago, I was looking for another product. Uh, I was in wine sales. I was a, um, basically what I do now is a broker for wine. And then um, I went on Monster and there was an ad for selling cigars for Rocky Patel. And I asked, I was actually coaching cheerleading and one of the moms of the, one of the cheerleaders, she worked for General Cigar. And I asked her if she liked her job and she said, yes, I love it. And in fact, the person that's gonna interview you just went from General to Rocky and he's starting a sales force. So I was the first Rocky rep um, that was hired. And 400 people had applied for that job wow. on Monster. <laughs> yeah, so they pulled my resume for the, from the 400 people and um, it was down to like 10. And one of the reasons was because of the wine background. Um, I had done pharma and clothing and all kinds of other stuff. So I had a um, really big um, you know, sales background, but it was the wine that did it. Same type, of, same type of way that you talk, the same language. So you talk about notes, full body, mild, medium, however you want with all of the different, and it's the same type of culture and ways of selling. So yeah, that's how I got started. So what was, what, cause you just a few minutes ago said, you know, the industry has obviously changed uh, recently, but especially over the last couple of years. So what was the industry like when you first started? Um, well, <laughs> it was, I mean, we just didn't have this type of, she wants to come say hi. 
<laughs> we love special guests. <laughs> yes, this is the special guest, and she has been to many, many events, many cigar events, that's for sure. She hides under the table uh, for years. She used to travel with me. Um, but I mean, you know, it's right now it's different because events were such a big deal when I first started. Rocky was into, you know, one of the first that did all kinds of swag and big events and drinking and all that kind of stuff, which we, you know, unfortunately, we don't, haven't been able to do recently. I think it's starting to come back. We're allowed to do some things. So that's great, especially here in Arizona. We're, we're pretty open to be able to, in fact, tonight I have a cigar dinner at, wow. a, Mexican, at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited about that to get everybody together. Um, but just the changes in the industry, I mean, there has. And, and now that I'm a broker and I have um, six boutique lines that I see is coming back. You know, I, I saw it trending. I mean, Rocky was considered a boutique brand back then. Tatuaje was just getting started, Pete Johnson. And um, so it was, you know, now I'm seeing that trend kind of come back again, which is, is really exciting to see some new cigars out there. And, you know, you, you mentioned working at Rocky Patel. That's such a like, now such an iconic brand. Um, anybody who's a cigar smoker, I think, knows about Rocky Patel. So what, what did you kind of learn from the industry about, you know, from Rocky, I guess, from working there with him? Because I'm sure he has some lessons that he kind of passed on um, or down to you. Well, he was definitely, he definitely earned all the success that he has. I say this in almost every interview that I talk about. I mean, he was a true road warrior, exactly what we do as reps. You know, he was out there. He used to ask, you know, people can, and my ex-husband, can, can you sleep on, can we sleep on your, you know, couch? Yeah, so, and I'll come back and I'll help you sell the cigars. So, you know, he was just, he was doing such a good job and he was out there, you know, meeting people and, and introducing himself and, and getting involved in the industry. And yeah, I mean, just the hard work that I saw he, that he did and the passion that he had in the cigars, that is where, you know, I kind of got really good training because, you know, you can only do as much as what you see sort of your, your peers or your, um, your employers do, your bosses. So yeah, it's so always been sounds good, like yeah. he was really involved and rather than just creating a product and putting his name on it and pushing it out there. He was, the you know, yeah, he was, he was, you know, the factory that he runs is, has quality control, just 10 times thousand. He really was and has been involved, but he's stepping back a little. He's, he's enjoying, I think his, um, <laughs> his success and now niche is is kind of the one that travels and does the the parties and events and stuff and he's doing an excellent job so i mean at rock patel you worked as a rep is that yes yeah and i trained a lot of people after me but i don't work with rocky anymore right. I have my, my new brands yep which is great so what was and i think so many people in the industry or cigar smokers they see the reps always traveling and stuff, but what is that life like for real? Because I think we only see like the Instagram version of it, which is a, a very curated probably experience. So what is it like to be a rep for a cigar company? Well, a lot of people think it's just going around and sitting there and having a smoke with everybody or, you know, having a party, but it's a lot of travel. It's a lot. I had two young kids when I started, they were um, six and nine and, you know, now they're 
18 and 20 in college, but they were young kids and I wasn't a mom that got to tuck them in at night. So there's a lot of travel. People don't realize how much you're alone in hotel rooms or, you know, in your car driving. Cause like I said, um, you know, we're road, road warriors and you're just, you're in and out and in and out of the cars and, and we're sales. I mean, it still is at the end of the day sales. So you're trying to make, you know, your money, your goals, and you get said no to, you know, just like if you're trying to sell anything else. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. We're very, I'm very fortunate to have had this industry. It's a lot of fun. It's a great, like I said, it's people's passion and hobby. So that's wonderful that you get to work in that type of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it's still at the end of the day, you're, you're a salesperson. And when it comes to sales, like, I feel like everybody in some way has to have a salesperson mentality because whether you are a writer like I am on my end or um, a broker, it's all art of you're trying to sell something to the audience. So what have you kind of learned about sales over the time, over the years? Well, one of the, one of the pieces I get asked is how is it, you know, different being a female in the industry? Um, and I, and that goes along with your question of sales is that I really had to know the product well. I had to earn my respect and um, the trust by knowing the product. You know, a lot of guy reps, they can go in and smoke a cigar and, you know, they're just, they'll buy it just because they're kind of there. And I had to learn um, it a little bit of a different way to sell it. So it, in hindsight, though, it has helped me uh, when I do an event, I can explain it differently. People actually, you know, will listen to what I have to say because I'll tell them what it's going to taste like, what, why it tastes that way. And then it does. So they're like, Hey, how did this happen? So it's, um, you know, it's, I think just knowing your product and knowing why this is such a passion to people is, is a, you know, big piece of it. Yeah. And I've had, um, you know, discussions, especially this year with different people in the industry. And, uh, you know, I didn't bring up the fat, you know, the, the woman factor in it because, you know, I know some people say it shouldn't be an issue, but some people say like it, it is, you know, it does make it different. So, I mean, as a woman in the industry, so you, what is that experience like? Uh, well, it, it's different. I mean, I was one of the first, you know, 15 years ago, there's a few, a handful of us that have been in, um, you know, about the same time. And this isn't, I'm not talking about ones like, you know, Cynthia Fuente, right. that is our family, just as hired on into this industry. There's not a whole lot of the females. Um, when I started, there's a lot more people have realized that, you know, it works out good. And we're, we're seeing a lot of female smokers now get involved, which is really fun to see and stuff too. But it wasn't just being a female in the industry and you can walk in, you're like, Hey, I'm, you know, okay looking girl, you know, buy some cigars for me. It that I said, you know, earlier, I really had to know the product because it is a boys club. It's definite. But if you respect that as well, as a female, I think that that's, um, you know, as part of it too, you just have to respect that it, it's always been a boys club, you know, and we're invited in now. So that's great. So it's almost like you have to know how you have to know the system to know how to work the system. Right? Yeah, I mean, definitely things have changed through the years with um, some, you know, political stuff. But, um, you right. know, now I don't really go on the golf trips, you know, with a bunch of guys one because their wives don't always love it. 
but you know, just different things have happened. And um, sometimes people feel a little uncomfortable in the lounges, but then they realize who I am and how long I've been in the industry. And, and then it all goes back to like, you know, locker talk, as long as it's not directed towards me, that's, you know, it's going on. It's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, cause I've been, I mean, I've been on the media side of the industry for uh, almost 10 years, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, yeah. So I, like I said, I remember going to events or getting pictures that people, you know, cause we always used to post pictures from different events and I would see you there um, in those pictures. So I will always say like, <laughs> this is like, you know, Crystal is, is a, a figure in the industry. Like, I don't know if you, if you kind of let that go to your head, but I think you are a pretty big figure in the industry in terms of, like I said, you kind of led the way for the, the salespeople. Um, and I'm, I would think that that was, it could be hard at, at first kind of being like the, the unicorn in the industry <laughs> in terms of, you know, a, a female salesperson in a male dominated industry and having to, like you said, really go in there and say, I know the product. I'm just not, you know, they're not using me just to kind of think it's going to be an easy sale, but I know the product and here's what I need to tell you about it. Right. Yeah. Cause I did train a lot of females that didn't work out because they weren't, they weren't going to really learn and, you know, like I said, respect it and understand the product. So, but thank you. I mean, I didn't realize I was such a piece in the industry until I got fired and then all of a sudden I got a bunch of all these manufacturers were calling saying oh we would love to have you we'd love to have you and so then my ego went up just a little I mean I got crushed <laughs> I mean I was like what am I gonna do and I know my mom is on this watching and she knew I was like what the heck just happened what am I gonna do so um yeah my ego did get a little bit stroked when I had a lot of manufacturers calling me saying, oh, I'm hearing you're available. And, you know, big manufacturers that I've known for a really long time. And that was that was a nice thing to to get and hear. So well, I think that goes with your um, like you said, it goes with your reputation. But also they would only want to bring you on board if they knew that you knew the, the industry and that you were really dedicated. I don't think I think they could see through, you know, just a pretty face. So well, thank I think they, you. they knew. <laughs> they knew you knew how to sell cigars, which I think is a, is a very hard, <laughs> I don't think it's that easy as people think it is. It's, it's a very hard thing. Yeah, I mean, it is. There's a lot of cigars in humidors. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great cigars. It's not like you can just walk in and say, hey, guess what? I've got a great cigar for you. You know, I mean, they're like, because they've got millions of dollars of inventory in their humidor. And so it's like, we're trying to, buy or you know find some real estate and and now it's well ours is this great because it's going to sell not because it's just a good cigar and you so it's it's yeah i mean there's it is it is a little bit more difficult than people think but however things like this with you know your support and a lot of these podcasts that we're seeing and um you know a lot of instagram feeds and that type of thing when people are you know, reviewing these cigars and putting them out there that that is definitely i think one of the first questions you asked me how have things changed in this industry and it's, it's like they're helping us i mean all of this support so if you're starting to see your cigars on the instagram and that's why I like to have, you know, some Instagram presence out there because I'm really watching other people and what they're smoking and what they like, 
because I'm trying to figure out which brands to have in my portfolio as a broker. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I love the support and I love people doing that. It's different, new. <laughs> and talk about what a broker is, because I know it might be a little bit different from just being a rep. So what is a broker and what is a day? What's the daily life or kind of workload for a broker? Uh, so it's a little different because you're commission only, you're paying for all your travel. Um, so if you don't sell anything, you know, you're not making any money. <laughs> uh, when you're in house, you're getting a salary, they're paying your travel, they're paying your insurance. And you know, you have basically a corporate job and you're selling the cigars, but you know, you have all of this support and everything, you know, you're going to make your you know, money at the end of the day. And with a broker, you have multiple lines. Um, so you have, you know, you want to have cigars on in your line that are going to sell and not just one time because the, you know, one time sales and then it sits on the shelf isn't going to do anybody any good too. So you want to, you want to have lines that do sell through and uh, you want to go and do events and that type of thing. But it's a lot of money out of your own pocket to go do all of that and see people and travel. And, and I'm lucky because I have eight states. Um, which is big. Two, it's basically two territories, uh, but I have family in both of them. So I have places to stay and people to see, and, and that always helps too with the, the cost of travel. So you really have to be dedicated <laughs> to, yeah. to, to be a broker because you're going to be paying, like you said, out of your own pocket for some of these well, things that if you work for a company as a rep, you, they would you know, cover for you. Right, yeah. Okay, so protocol. Protocol is one that I've been friends with Kevin and Juan for a long time. They kind of um, came out and talked to me a couple years or last year at uh, Colorado Cigar Fest, and I was with Rocky, and we were all talking about how great their cigars are. Rocky smoked one of them, loved the cigar. I said, if I'm ever a broker, you guys will be the first people I call because they're just they're great guys. Their um, cigars are from the Lazona factory. Uh, where Espinoza does his. Yep, there it is, the power of the P. And um, so I'm super excited to work with them and promote their brand. I know they have a good um, Instagram pre pre presence. Sorry about that. And um, it's just, so they're in the East Coast. They were um, a police officer from New York and a cybersecurity. And they... Um, have such a big presence there but we need to move it this way where I live I'm in Arizona so we want to just get it a little bit more west and uh the ones that I've brought it to so far I mean everybody's loving the cigar so that makes it you know makes it great when you hand it to somebody and they actually really like the cigar so it's getting a very ha very happy welcoming here um then the other one that I have that I'm really excited about is Blackbird and Blackbird is the one that they say looks like candy. You know, it just has all these bright colors and they're all different names of birds. Um, so we, I'm also getting, that's what we're doing our dinner tonight with those um, two brands. And I'm getting a lot of excellent feedback with them too. And again, really great brothers that own the company um, out of the Dominican Republic. Uh, so when I was looking at the brands that I was pulling into my portfolio, I also didn't want brands that would compete against each other, you know, totally. I didn't want All them right. to be almost like the same. So I've got my Nicaraguan, I've got my Dominican. Um, and then I have this other one that everybody gets so excited about when I post it on Instagram is the Don Lee Honduras tobacco. 
that's the one with the clown that you know and it looks like the jack-in-the-box and i spin it, it looks okay, like you yeah, can right. spin it and it has the big and it's barber pole and it's um it has been getting a lot of really great feedback too when people smoke it so that one and it's got some really great for halloween it's got some skulls on the katrina and really fun whimsical packaging so we were talking about how you get new things into humidors and that was one of the reasons I even picked that before I smoked it was that, um, yep, there's somebody with the clown. It's, um, it's so whimsical. So when it's in a humidor, people will go, oh, let me check this one out, you know, and then they'll be happy. Um, it's going to be sweeter, like natural sweetness because it's Honduras versus your pepper, you know, from Nicaragua. So again, I picked another uh, different t taste profile to go in. So then I'm talking to a few other brands. Um, I don't know if I should say them, but I'm excited about them, so I will. Padilla, El Septimo, and um, possibly Crux. So okay. those may be added into my portfolio. And I'm sure if somebody sees this, they're like, wait, I'm a broker for that one or whatever. <laughs> but I, remember, I have multiple territories. So I have not been going after other brokers' lines. You know, I've been very careful about that. And um, you know, even some of the bigger lines have said, you know, we would love to hire you, but it's COVID time. I mean, nobody wants to do a lot of changing and hurt anybody. And, and you know, I don't. So, you know, I think we're all friendly competitors. I've been very careful about that and not try to mess with my friends' lines. <laughs> well, I like that you're, you're working with, I think when we think of the cigar industry, sometimes we think of just the top, top, top companies that you hear a lot of or you see in the magazines and you see the reviews of but like crux and blackbird and protocol i mean all of those are like awesome brands that don't always get enough attention in my opinion so it's nice that, that you're working to help them expand out of, of where they are now into some new territories yeah i'm really excited about it. i mean like i said when i took when i first started with rocky it was a boutique brand you know so uh, these are a little bit of what they consider themselves ultra boutique, but we can make them boutique and then we can make them bigger. I mean, that's just, that's just getting it out there, getting it in people's hands, doing events and, and, you know, kind of what I'm good at. So I'm excited about it. Really. It's given me a new energy in this industry for sure. Definitely. What I know I always struggle with defining what is boutique. So for, for you, like what is boutique? Well, I think they used to give it a number. I think they used to give it like under 8,000 or something like that. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I think boutique is just, to me, it's just, I don't know, when I go shopping and if it's cute and it's, you know, sort of a little bit more rare, I call it a boutique. But uh, I don't know if there's an actual, if we Google the definition of what it, what it has to be, but I think it has something to do. I think somebody gave it how many boxes uh, that they sell or make a year. And I think that's in wine too. I would, I was at what they considered themselves. I was in Napa this week and what they consider themselves boutique wineries. And it all had something to do with how many, um, cases that of wine they make each year. So talk about wine a little bit. Um, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of crossover I found between wine and cigars and you see a lot of people in the industry. Um, some of the big, you know, cigar personalities like Pete Johnson and Michael Herklops, you know, they're big wine aficionados. Um, 
and they're also, of course, big cigar aficionados. So yeah, which I love those two guys. And in fact, my, yesterday in the podcast, they brought up her club too. Like he's such an amazing guy. I love him so much. And then there's all and so Pete, he calls so my I hate saying this. I don't I never say my last name, but it's Latour. And so Pete calls me La 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 Latour because he's <laughs> and you know and every he loves wines and that's of course like a major French wine. So. Um, when I first met him, he has, you know, called me that forever. So he, when I see his Instagrams and stuff, you know, I always perk up at, about the wines because he does like his really good wines. So I told, I text or I texted him and told him that I was going to Napa and I would let him know if there was anything great. But um, I don't know if all the wineries are going to be there after these fires this week. It's been awful. The Airbnb we were in. It got, it's not, no longer there. No. And same, and we were at Meadowood for lunch, and it's burned too. So, such a tragedy. It is. But, yeah. So but a lot, of, a lot of it's been saved. We've been asking a lot down there, so they're okay. So, I know people, especially in the cigar industry, you tend to think of, what, when you think of, like, pairings, you think of pairing a cigar with a bourbon or a whiskey. But I know that there's also the the other side of the industry that says, you know, consider pairing it with the wine. Um, I mean, what's your experience been with that? Is there a way to really, is it better with one spirit than another? Well, Nish, you saw say, Nish always used to, you know, when somebody would be like, what should I pair this cigar with or this drink? He's like, you know, whichever one you're smoking or whichever one you're drinking. I mean, it's sort of like with wine and food. I mean, there. Yes, they say this white with shellfish or this red with beef or whatever, but sometimes if you really feel like eating this with that, I mean, it's all in a palette. You know, it's sort of like the art is the eye of the beholder. It's sort of that with what you're tasting and, you know, what you feel like it's going to go well with. But, I mean, the same type of thing. If you have, I think, if you have something peppery as a cigar, then, you know, you might want to pair that with something you would, you know, put your, you know, the same you know something that doesn't overbear it you know over right. over take over the taste or change the taste in any way but yeah it says pair the thing you enjoy and I, I agree with that you know because it's your palate and if you like you know tomatoes with your Nicaraguan cigar I mean go for it I don't know you know we could have donuts with your um Connecticut <laughs> I don't know it's kind of whatever you want to do so as someone who obviously speaks to a lot of retailers um, in the industry, I mean, what are you seeing amongst them? Like what kind of products are they buying or what are they looking for nowadays? Because I think, like I said, we never really get into the nitty gritty of what retailers are actually buying. You just kind of see a company release something and I guess they hope those retailers take it up. Yeah, and so that's kind of, a, kind of an odd thing in our, in our industry. So the retailers are always complaining, you know, about like something. And so it's like, then speak up and say something you know, right. to the manufacturer. If you don't like your rep, it's like the, or the comment, comment, complaint card. You know, you can't just complain when the, the cigars don't come in right. You know, you really have to speak up and they're like, but then I messed up my, you know, my relationship with the manufacturer and I don't want to do that. And they won't send me the cigars. I'm like, you guys hold the power sometimes, like, you know, talk about it. And so 
you know, the, at the trade shows, like we, you were mentioning before where we've met and stuff, it's IPCPR, now PCA, or whatever we're going to call it, RTDA. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever letter, whatever alphabet we're going to use this year. But um, they, you know, things come out new, and the retailers don't know if people are going to like it or not, but they just buy it, you know what I mean, in hopes that people like it. So like we said, now with all of these um, podcasts and reviewers and stuff, you know, they're kind of doing the work for everybody. So a retailer would be a little bit more confident buying something that uh, people like instead of just, oh, this is new from, you know, X, Y, and Z. But um, usually when new stuff comes out and the hype is out there, it's, it's usually a pretty good cigar. Yeah. I mean, I'm always hoping that they buy it and lots of it. <laughs> But again, you know, the re but people say, you know, oh, how do I get that? How do I get that in my territory? You know, we can only do so much as reps and say, you know, these people are asking for it, but then they probably think we're just trying to sell them. So as consumers asking the retailers, hey, I'd really like for you to get this in and, and let them be confident that you're going to come back and buy it, um, you know, then you'll get the good stuff in, but that's kind of, I know there's one that's coming out. Everybody's talking about, it's like they're saving their money for this $300 box or something, whatever it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah about. It's, it's always funny to me that we don't have a, there's nothing in the, in the industry where, you know, I know sometimes manufacturers will ask me as a media person, like, what are, what are people buying? And I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, I, I, you just walk into a humidor and you'll see, you know, depending on the retailer, a different selection. So I don't know what they're buying. I mean, we, we try to do surveys every now and then to figure out. I know, um, I know Robustos are, are kind of in right now rather than a humongous long cigar, which makes a lot more sense. I'm like, yeah, I can see why that would be popular. And those go, you know, so trends, trends of like we were talking about boutiques versus, you know, some of the larger brands or whatever. Um, that goes as trends, but also sizes will change per season. So you'll see um, bigger cigars happening in the colder weather or smaller ones in the hotter weather. And it changes per season. And it's because people want to be inside smoking a cigar or outside smoking, you know, and it's, it's nice. and, you know, we also have different seasons within the U.S., um, so things will change, but like a Lancero that goes up and down in trend in um, trend as well, you know, because guys are like, why do I want to smoke this skinny little thing, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's one of the best cigars out there because it's wrapper, you know, you have all this wrapper, and if we're getting a majority taste, I say eighty percent, but you know, some people change it up of wrapper, then of course you're going to be, you know, a Lancero is going to be a great cigar. But yeah, definitely, in certain shops have you know there there are people only smoke six by sixties and um some will smoke you know it's kind of the shop too it just kind of depends i think so when you're approaching a retailer with one of your offerings a cigar i mean is it you know i guess i want to know when did they make that purchasing decision is it when they actually try the cigar or like you said have they already asked you kind of for help bringing that cigar in because they've gotten a request for it from customers, you know, what's that process like? Um, so there's the Alec Bradley rep. We could ask him what he does, but <laughs> I think if we were smart, 
you would give them a sample of your best size. So, I, you know, my favorite size in the protocol red is a Corona. So I'm going to give them that one as a sample because that's the best size. And then they're going to be like, oh, that's really great. I like that cigar. But, and then you, we, we have this whole like rep jokes of just some of the stuff they do. But, you know, they'll smoke that one. They'll go, so I'll buy five Toros. <laughs> what happened? You know, they're like, my, my, all my store only likes Toros. And you're like, but I just literally gave you the, you know, the best size. You should try it out. So sometimes um, they'll only buy because what they, what they think they know or know, they know they know in their stores. Um, they'll buy that. But sometimes, you know, they'll take the advice of the rep and know that which ones, you know, sell through a little bit better, which ones taste a little bit better in the line. And in terms of, um, I mean, and I love, the, oh, I no, love the, real quick, I do love the retailers, though, that they can't stand it if somebody comes in and asks them for the cigar and they have to say no. So they buy everything. They don't care what it is. There's some of those, and they just literally have to have everything so that they never have to say no. <laughs> and in terms of for somebody who's worked different angles of the industry, um, I mean, you, you said, I think you said this, that it seems like they're getting more of their information online or from sources like media, different media platforms, different reviewers now than yeah, I guess they used to in the past. Because I know in the past it was, you need to run a, a magazine ad and, and you need to be in certain magazines and then that's how you would sell your cigar. And now it's, I, I think it's changed. I think it's different because people are like, oh, you know, print ads are print ads. And, but they want oh. experiences and they want digital stuff. So, so what's, what have you seen working in terms of really pushing um, products? Yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely see that, you know, the, if the retailers are smart, they actually watch the podcast and they watch the um, interviews and they watch your show and they watch, you know, different things because they're all those reviews that are out there is not, I love Cigar Aficionado. I, you know, of course they do an incredible job and they know what they're doing. They've been around and they're good friends of mine. And I love um, Dave Savona and, um, and they know what they're doing, but you're getting a lot of different palettes across the, across the board of different cigars. And so when, you know, and people are watching that. So, you know, there's the cigar geeks or whatever that just love this, you know, to watch all that stuff. And it's awesome. It just, it really is this new trend in our industry. And like I said, it helps, it helps if you have a good one out there for sure. So retailers will buy it from that. Do you see or that same should. kind of a digital push in the wine industry or are they doing something completely different? You know, I don't know. I haven't been really watching that wine industry very much, but I don't, I don't know necessarily. I think the influencers are not the same, you know, in there's influencers, but we're seeing not influencers. We're seeing reviews and they're smoking these podcasts and stuff like that. But I'm not, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'm seeing that in the wine industry when people just, you know, buy a bottle or, or sit around and like review it, except on TikTok and you know some mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's a, a, a way to to get over the homeschooling and the and the COVID. You know, yeah, they're drinking a lot of wine these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. I was watching a uh, Rachel Ray earlier today as I was working, and she was talking to Michelle Obama, and uh, 
somebody asked, you know, uh, Michelle Obama, does does President Obama get on your nerves and, and your kids get on your nerves sometimes? She's like, yes. She's like, they they do. You know, he's a he's a man. <laughs> like, of course, he's gonna get on my nerves. She's like, there's some, sometimes Funny. I just want to be by myself and I can't. Yeah. I'm just like anybody else. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my mom says that too. I have to keep bringing up my mom because she's watching. She's like, you know, my number one supporter. Um, she, you know, she's, we like that in our family. We're like, okay, you know what? Well, we just got to go, you know, find a corner. You can leave us alone. <laughs> but um, somebody said in these um, notes that um, they're doing virtual tastings with vineyards. Vineyards are doing more and more virtual tastings, but like, I can't taste it. I don't know. Are you supposed to go right. out and buy it? And then everybody drinks the same one. I guess you could do that, but. <laughs> I know like for me, like sometimes, uh, you know, cigar reviews, like I like reading reviews, like watching people smoke, you know, virtually is kind of when you're sitting here without it and you're kind of like, how do I know that, that it really has that kind of tasting note. So I always have a, a hard time personally figuring out how to <laughs> take the cigar experience and make it virtual because to me it's um for a product is trying the the product for yourself and seeing if it hits your palate in the right way right we were talking about that the other day because it does you know it does taste different for everybody we can give you an idea of what it's going to taste like but you know when people are like we're like doesn't it taste like pumpkin spice <laughs> and they're like yeah i totally taste that we're like whatever <laughs> So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody can pull out, you know. I mean, it's, it's very common to have the pepper and, you know, some sweetness and that kind of stuff, but um, you know, when we're when we're laughing about some of the, you know, it tastes like leather. We're like, did you lick your wallet today? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I always have like I said, I always struggle with with that. I know um <laughs> last year I went to the Dominican Republic on a Davidoff trip and Hanky Kellner gave this tasting seminar so he explained like the different parts of your tongue and you know bitterness is going to hit this part and um sour thing is going to hit this sweet parts are going to hit this and it, it it opened my eyes i was like that's what people are talking about yeah but sometimes i i they'll <coughs> hear a review and they'll say oh it tastes like lucky charms or something <laughs> and i'm like what what are you talking about i was like it just tastes like this tobacco to me so i don't know what they are talking about but the way Hanky Kellner explained it, I was like, oh, they're like, it stimulates that same part of the tongue as maybe Lucky Charms. I was like, oh, that's, that's two <laughs> completely different experiences. I was, you know, smoking yes. a cigar going, that, that's not Lucky Charms. That's something <laughs> completely different. So at the Davidoff in Dominican, they're eating lots of Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, well, I know the Davidoff family really well, obviously. You know, I, I love that. Hanky and everybody else and they're really great people so because I was married to someone you know in the Davidoff world in the wow. past. <laughs> so I mean earlier you talked about you know Hi getting, Detroit getting fired you know <laughs> which is not a, 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 a topic I want to get into but how do you kind of okay. deal with change especially yeah. in the cigar industry because what I always notice about the cigar industry is that at certain times of the year there's just like lots of turnover and there's people who are just, they like switch completely different companies. They go over here or a company makes a change and like half the staff will just disperse to go. So how do you kind of deal with change personally? Well, I, 
I have a real big problem with change. So that, <laughs> that just personally sucks for me, but it was a little bit, I've been fired twice this year, by the way, you know, oh, here man. I am this like awesome rep and I've been fired twice. Um, what the Rocky one was, you know, a little bit of just a shock to m more other people on the outside, because I think people only knew me as RP crystal for 13 years, you know, I mean, that's just kind of what it was. And it was a shock more to more other people that that happened, um, you know, because I was part of the family with the Patels and they're like my brothers and we even fight like that. But what happened was the taxes in my two states that I had, they had actually carved out a territory for me, which was super awesome when I asked them, you know, to come back. And it worked really well. I doubled the numbers that first year of what they had in those two states. But then boom, we got hit with major taxes. And, you know, when we're talking about how that hits our industry and the FDA and how we're fighting and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it really is a big deal. And what they don't realize on the very top part of government is, and I'm not going to get into politics at all, but it trickles down, you know, it trickles down to someone who is like a mom with two kids, you know, into these mom and pop shops. And they don't realize we're not big tobacco. We're just people. And when that stuff happens, you know, someone like me ends up not being able to keep the job because nobody can, we can't sell, we can't sell enough to fulfill a travel schedule that I had or the salary that I had and, you know, commissions and everything else. We just, you just can't do it. So that was kind of not a shock, not a big shock, but a sadness more um, right. leaving the Rocky, you know, company. And um, there just wasn't other territories for me to go take and, I didn't want to move back to the Midwest. <laughs> Sorry, mom. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, so then I took, you know, I came and I moved to Scottsdale with AJ and, you know, that didn't work out for some other reasons and that type of thing. But I had been looking at doing a brokerage in between and I have, should have done it years ago. So it all kind of worked out in a really great place. And I'm in the place I should be because the taxes here are super low and there's like 66 places to sell so it's it it really worked out great but yeah there is a lot of change and when a big manufacturer just decides to fire everybody which we've seen a few times you know it's like what happened <laughs> right <laughs> what happened <laughs> i don't know that's a shocker sometimes but it does happen around um you know certain times of the year you see numbers are going down and yeah I know you've mentioned, you know, taxes, and I know I've been getting a lot of emails lately from the different associations saying, you know, brace yourself for 2021, because you're going to see a lot of these states try to raise tobacco taxes um, just because of, of budget shortfalls because of COVID-19. So, you know, I don't know if people are aware of it. You know, if you're a retailer, I'm sure you're aware of it. If you're a rep, but I know consumers sometimes don't always know or pay attention to that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's going to be, I think, a, a big issue going into 2021 is all these taxes that you're going to try to see, that you're going to start to see trying to be levied against tobacco, because it's the easiest kind of scapegoat, because like, who's going to come to the tobacco industry's defense? Right. Well, we try to as a right. cigar industry, you know, but that's the problem is that they just put us in with big tobacco. They don't, you know, and our, our thing is just carve us out and give us our own rules. 
and then we'll, you know, that's okay with us. You can tax us, but just don't do it as like big tobacco, you know, carve us out and into a different arena because we are. So, yeah, you know, and they're always trying know, to attack us. And Yeah. Especially that, you know, cigars get lumped into the same category as like a vapor or e-cigarette product. And that's like yes. two, that's two completely different industries, different markets, <laughs> you know, different user bases. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to, um, if you're actually in the industry, I've, I've always been confused by how there's no distinguishing factor between the premium cigar stuff, you know, of cigar, I would say a premium cigar, then your other cigar stuff that will be like in the C-store area. And then yep. your machine vapor. rolled mm -hmm, right. and vape. And then they're taking away all of our flavor cigars. Yet you go in there and there's this bubble gum. And yeah, they said New York 75%. Yeah, it's crazy. It's New York and uh, California are two of the worst. And then Arizona, we're 22 cents. <laughs> it's awesome. Right. But, you know, California, they're all trying to bring everything over here. So hopefully that doesn't change. But um, it's a penny in Texas and zero in Florida and zero in or something really low in Pennsylvania. So there's a few states out there that are still you know, going strong. And when I had Nebraska years and years and years ago, they tried to put like $10 on a stick and they started lobbying for themselves and they got a cap of like 30, uh, 30 cents or 30% or something like that. That was really good. They, they fought their own battle. So in terms of where you are right now, how does it feel to kind of be your own boss? <laughs> I've always been bossy. Well, now I can just boss myself around. Um, it's, I mean, it's good. I, that was kind of one of the um, deals with the AJ when I started is they're like, what, what are you doing? Why are you just doing this and doing that? And I said, well, I had been, you know, pretty autonomous with Rocky for such a long time. I had trained, I was the trainer. And so I kind of did my, my thing for such a long time too. And I knew, you know, what I was doing. So I just kind of do it. And to actually talk to someone or ask questions or anything like that is, is, you know, hard for someone who's been doing it for as long as like 15 years. So um, I, I like being my own boss. I have to motivate myself. I have to call, you know, my family and friends to make sure, you know, I'm still on the straight and narrow because I, you know, like to go do other things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun, but it's, it's scary, like I said, because it's just commission only and I'm building the business during this, but it's great. I like it. I mean, I'm, I'm really liking it. I really like the people I'm working with The the manufacturers are super, um, involved just in being big cheerleaders. I usually am the cheerleader. So yeah, it's been really good. Well, like I said, I've ever since I've been in the industry, I've seen you around the industry. So I know that you know your stuff. So <laughs> I think it's good that you are out on your own because you don't need, I don't think you really need to have somebody tell you how to sell. You know how to sell. Um, how you know. <laughs> so I think that's, it's good to kind of see you out on your own. I think it's good for other people because I know so many people want to get in the industry sometimes, but it's like, how do you get in the, into the industry now? And sometimes you have to make your own opportunity and job <laughs> rather than wait, you know, for somebody to come along and hire you. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, like I said, I had the options of go, you know, going with some big brands again. And, um, you know, I said, I'll have the conversation, but I'm really sort of excited to start this. So we'll see how it goes. It's been going really good. <laughs> Thank you what, for your compliments, though. I really appreciate it. So what have you learned about yourself since you've kind of gone off and created the broker business for yourself? Well, you know, I've. I've realized I do have some really good relationships. I've made some really great relationships with people. They, they have a lot of trust in me. You know, when I bring them a cigar, they know that I will help them. And um, they're, a lot of them are saying, you know, your territory is okay being that big. Um, hi, Tucson. I'm going to be there soon. I haven't been to Tucson yet since I live in Scottsdale. Um, and I'm just new here. So it's, you know, my territory is so large and people say, well, how do you do that? How are you doing such a huge territory? And my retailers and my distributors are saying, you know, you're not trying to establish a relationship with us. We just like you for events. So as long as you're here for events, we'll buy your stuff. We'll put it out there and then you sell it. You know, so that's really good. So I don't have to go like every single week trying to build a relationship. I do have to, you know, show them it is a new cigar. It is, something they want to try and taste, you know, they don't necessarily can't bring in all six lines, you know, at first as much as they would like to support, but I'm definitely seeing, so you asked me the question and what am I seeing in myself? And I'm definitely seeing that I have developed those relationships and, and it just means so, it means the world to me. I mean, I've had some of my retailers and distributors calling manufacturers and saying, did you know Crystal's a broker now? Like, we would like to see her with your line. And I can't believe that people would do that. And we were talking about how it's a men's, you know, industry, dominated industry, and they're just thrilled to help me. And I just, I love it. It gives me a big smile and warms my heart. And it does. It feels really good. What's your advice to other women who, um, obviously who love cigars, but maybe want, are thinking about how do I make a career out of that? Well, you know, know your cigars, but, it's also, you know, a lot of people ask me how do you, it's not just sitting around smoking cigars. I mean, I definitely have an extensive sales background before I came in um, to this world 15 years ago. You know, I have, you know, the retail, back, I understand a P&L, so I can understand how their business is working. So that's kind of a different, you know, piece of, of why it works really well for me. You know, know your product really well. And it's not, we're not out there. My mom's going to love this you know, all trying to be sexy with our low shirt down and everything else. I mean, I dress really conservatively, you know, for, for, um, you know, once in a while, I'll put a bikini pick up. Okay, fine. I got to wake everybody up once in a while. But I definitely, definitely dress very conservatively when I'm around doing events and, um, you know, in and out of the stores and stuff. So it's really about the cigars. So for females to be in the industry, I mean, it's the same thing as men. You know, who, there's a lot of people who want to be in this industry, but just, um, yeah, try to do your own thing and then, you know, get to know what territories are open and what, you know, reps will help you. They'll say this territory is open. And I hired my replacement uh, the first time I left with Rocky. So, you know, it can always happen. <laughs> so as we come down to the last couple minutes that we have left tell people how they can follow you on instagram and how they can get to know more about your business um 
let's do the, the whole kind of drop right now of all the, all the different things that they need to know about you and your business so that they can continue to follow you after the, hearing this or watching this conversation. Well, I am crystal underscore cigar underscore connect because I'm reading it up there. Um, it's just, I think when you put crystal and cigar, I think you can just get it. Uh, that's the name of my LLC. It's Crystal Cigar Connect. I wanted to connect the cigars with not only the people I'm selling to, my clients, and um, which are retail and distributors, but I wanted to connect more with the consumers and then make sure that they know too. So I thought it was a really cute, clever name. And um, so yeah, so that's how you do. That's how you find out. So I'm not an influencer. I know a lot of my manufacturers, you know, try to put that out there. I'm not an influencer. You actually can, you know, ask me where you can buy those cigars and I will help get them into that retail, you know, and my territory is large. So even if it's not my territory, I'll call a rep and I'll help you guys get those cigars. Um, and that's just, that's just how it goes. So I appreciate you reaching out to me too and your yeah. success in this industry. You've been around for a really long time and I applaud you for that. Yeah. So this Thank really you. Fun. It's been, it's been a ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been a, a, a interesting 10 years. Yeah. Almost. It'll be 10 years and at the end of November. So. Ah. So. Awesome. You're going to, you I guess you'll have to celebrate with a decade. I <laughs> know. We'll have to do a special, a special deep cuts. All, all the, the greatest hits from the all the greatest past hits. Okay, decade. well, I'll send, I'll send you one each of my new six brands. Awesome. <laughs> you should sell. Yeah, you should sell. You should do ten cigars for your ten years. Oh, that'd be it. That's a cool idea. I, I yeah. might have to do that. <laughs> well, like good. I said, thank you so much for thank coming you. on and and sharing your story and. We're going to have to do this again sometimes to kind of get an update on you and what's going on with your business and all the new brands that hopefully you, you um, brought in. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Let's do it. We'll make a date. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, all right. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Look forward to uh, our next encounter whenever oh, my, that is. That's my mom. She just said you were wonderful. Hugs. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have Thanks a great for day. joining. Bye. Bye.